The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Where you live matters. Are you tired of spinning your wheels, running in circles, trying to make progress with your career in entertainment and the arts? Well, this is the podcast that will change your life. Each week, we'll share strategies and techniques you can use to achieve more by working better and more effectively so you can reach your goals faster without having to work harder. Hi, I'm Gordon Firemark, and this is More Better Faster. Hi there. Uh, Once again, I am Gordon, and I am a lawyer, but I'm also an entrepreneur and a coach. And in all three of these fields, I am committed to helping you. If you're a creative or a creator, an artist or a business person, or if you've got a bit of all of these things, heck, even if you're an office worker, but you've got a creative streak in you, I want to help. And that's why I created this podcast is to help you achieve more, better, faster, but also be more, better, faster. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about where you live and how it affects your motivation, your success your achievement, your happiness. So here it is, where you live matters. Now, hold on. I know what you're thinking. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if I live in the city, the suburbs, the country, or even way out in the boonies. It doesn't matter if I'm on the East Coast, the West Coast, in the middle of the country, in the middle of of any country or overseas or whatever. It doesn't matter. My success is up to me. If that's how you're thinking, you are absolutely correct. Now, what I am talking about is where in time you are living. Are you living in the past? We all know that living in the past, you're always looking backward at what's happened and it shapes who you are and, and how we behave and how we operate. It shapes how boldly, how aggressively we do things, whether and how we take risks and what kind of risks we take. And it is most likely the source of our fears and worries. So where in time you live has an impact on who you are and how you perform in this game, this thing, this uh, pastime that we call life. Or are you living in the present? Now, lots of people say choosing to live in the past or the future not only robs you of enjoyment today, but it also robs you of truly living. They say that only Im- the only important moment is the present moment. Living in the present means enjoying what's happening now and living for today. And folks who advocate for living in the present often advocate things like a minimalist lifestyle. Without attachments to things, artifacts of our past, we're freer to be truly present in the now. And aspiring to have things is kind of like living in the future. We get attached to having those things and the achievement becomes the focus. But achievement isn't really in the things, the possessions that are the product of the achievement The real value and achievement comes internally. It's a sense sense of satisfaction, of self, of well-being and happiness. And it's about experiencing every moment of the journey fully. They advocate things like optimism. I have a friend who just always seems to have this dark cloud over her head. She's always looking at the negatives, the faults, the failings, the injustices. You name it. And that's a choice that she's making. It's just as easy and smarter, I think, to choose to have a positive outlook. 
simply the act of putting a smile on your face will make you feel a little bit better, a little brighter. Try it. I mean, what do you got to lose? It's a smile. (laughs) So when you wake up each morning, why not make choosing optimism a part of your routine? Write it on the bathroom mirror. I am optimistic, happy, and excited about today. You see that and put that smile on your face. You've made that choice for the day. Now, I am not saying that optimism is the cure. If you're depressed, if you've got you know real depression, clinical depression, and look, everybody deals with a little bit of depression from time to time, that's where making these choices to think happier, more positively, those kinds of things really count. But if you have real, serious, dark, depressive thoughts and, and that's where your mind is going, please Go out and, and get some help. Seek out uh, some some counseling, therapy, maybe medication. But uh, ask for help because sometimes these things don't just get better when we say, well, I'm going to make a choice. But for most of us, most of the time, waking up on the right side of the bed is a choice. You can, you know, you choose which side to get out of, right? So be deliberate about that choice. Another thing that advocates of the living in the present have is uh, they recommend observation. Be aware. Watch as life moves around you. Feel the energy that surrounds us. Experience things as they happen. Take the moments to appreciate them, even the littlest things. Maybe you see a a cute vanity license plate. Take a second to appreciate the fact that it made you smile or chuckle. Appreciate the creativity of the person who came up with the idea and that they executed on it. A lot of people have ideas, but they executed on it. That's something to appreciate and value. Send a kind thought or a word their way, even if it's across a great distance. They brightened your day just a little touch. Just do a little bit of the same for them. And if there's an event that isn't so happy and fun, notice how you and others react to that too. Experience those feelings. But do it briefly. Our lives are like a giant artist's canvas, and each thing that happens is expressed by the feelings that we choose to have and experience. And those are the colors, the pigments, the textures with which we craft our personal masterpiece. Now, living in the present requires forgiveness. Holding on to grudges and past hurts is a strong chain that will tether you in the past. Letting go of these past hurts is so, so important. If someone hurt you, that's on them. Yes, if you choose to hold on to that hurt and hold a grudge and be angry at them, that's on you. You, you have control and letting go is just as valid a choice and certainly a better one. So first forgive those who've transgressed, forgive those who've hurt you, who've caused you pain, suffering, whatever, and then forgive yourself for having held on. And as long as we're at it, forgive yourself for everything you've ever done. Every negative thought you've ever had, every mistake, oversight, judgment, you get the picture. Actually forgiving oneself for all the self judgment that we engage in is tremendously, tremendously freeing. So treat, try treating your psyche nicely for a change. Now, if you approach your, your life in the present by focusing on your passion, you know, the saying, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Find your passions, indulge them, use them to motivate you. And how can ask yourself, how can you use the things that you're passionate about to help people to change the world and you will find your path. They say dream big and work bigger. 
Now, living in the present doesn't mean that you shouldn't set goals and have plans for the future, but even the best, most inspired and most inspiring goal isn't going to be accomplished unless you do the work, the tasks. So action is always the first step toward realizing your dreams tomorrow. So dive in, enjoy the work as much as you enjoy the dream and do the work every, every time, just a little more oomph to it, a little, give it a little more, 101% of what you've been doing will make progress incrementally faster. So always give it a little more, be intentional, deliberate, and take bold, powerful action. Letting go of the past is another component of, of living in the present. If you're thinking, if you're still thinking and talking about what happened yesterday, what you did when you were a teenager, those kinds of things, then you know what? You probably haven't done very much today. There is plenty of time to build on our past successes and to create more memories and achievements for the future you. In the future, you'll cherish the memories that you make today. If you make them, do some, do it. Get out there and do things. Don't dwell in the past and let go of worry. Tomorrow is going to happen whether you worry about it or not. And since worry has never really done much to help anybody accomplish anything, you need to redirect that mental energy somewhere else. Worry is just fear. It's a self-protective mechanism. But achievement comes from facing our fears, addressing our problems, and moving forward with action. And most of the time, when you do that and you focus on the action, the worry disappears. And finally, Bring your creativity and original thinking and find new solutions to things. When you're locked into a, but that's the way we've always done it mentality, you're living in the past. So innovate and adapt and achieve. But living in the future is a third option, I guess you could say. Now, some people are just dreamers. They dream these giant dreams, but they never really achieve much of anything. They're always in the dream, living in the future rather than taking action in the now. Some people are worriers. They're so focused on what's going to happen, what might happen, what could happen, that they very often manifest those very outcomes just by worrying about them. If you look for trouble, you're going to find trouble. If you, have you ever thought about that? You're, you're driving down the freeway. You just, you just decided to buy a new car, and you've decided you want that new, I don't know, Volkswagen convertible, whatever it is you decide you want. Let's think bigger. It's a Tesla. It's a Mercedes a, or a Rolls Royce or whatever. You, anyway, you've got that in your mind. Have you ever noticed how you now start to become aware of how many of those there are out on the road? That is the mind doing its part to reduce the filters and open up for the possibilities. Same is true when you worry about something. You perseverate your thoughts on that thing. Your mind is going to go looking for more of that. Your mind doesn't know whether whether your experience of it is good or bad. It, when you focus on something, your mind starts to watch for it. Right? There you go. All right. Some people are all about their goals and nothing else. They're so achievement-oriented that they forego happiness in the name of Getting that promotion, being recognized, making more money, having the bigger house, having the, the things. And they wind up losing out in other areas in order to have those things. How many married workaholics are staying married? How many married workaholics and ha who have kids ever get to see a kid's soccer game or whatever? Because they're so focused on work. They're, the kids' achievements get missed and overlooked. And those relationships suffer as a consequence. How many other areas of a person's life get neglected? 
while that person is focused on a particular goal. Now, sometimes you have to prioritize and balance things, but I want to be very, very clear here. I'm not saying that having goals is a bad thing. It's tremendously important, but I am saying that being obsessively focused on your goals is bad. Being obsessively focused on your goals is bad. You got to have some equilibrium, some balance. You got to find that if you're going to have a fulfilling, happy life. So set goals in all areas and have a a clear picture of how you want to get there. Now, I say we should have a clear vision for our lives, our businesses, our careers, but also for the world in which these things reside. That vision is a future-oriented thing, and it's a guiding light, though. It's not the goal in and of itself. It's not going to be um, something to, to focus all your energy on. It's there to guide you, just to keep it in the corner of your eye when you're moving things. It's not the goal in and of itself. It's like a GPS that guides you past and around and through obstacles along the way to your ultimate destination. And I want to invite you to download a worksheet that I have. It's called Starting With Vision, and it's at yourvisionworksheet.com. You use this worksheet, this Starting With Vision worksheet, to gain clarity on your values and write out a personal vision statement. It's a tremendously empowering thing. Your personal vision then becomes that guiding beacon that guides you on the journey that is your life. So what do I advocate Well, certainly I I advocate having vision, as you've just heard. And I think we can learn from our past, but we really have to be careful not to dwell there, not to let the past govern our present and our future. Let the past be a place you visit once in a while for the nostalgia, for the fun, you know, like like going back to visit the grandparents or or something like that. It's it's a, a short diversion for enjoyment's purposes. If you're going back to feel bad about things, don't do it, right? I I think the truth is living in the present is really a great, terrific state of being. Very Zen. Just be. One with the world around us, reveling in the experience of experiencing. But I do think that having that clear vision is essential to living a successful life. And having goals, but not obsessing over them, is important too. So I try to live in the present, but with my values, my morality, and my vision as my guide always trying to take in what's actually going on around and inside me because that is the journey. I try to let go of worry and fear, anger, and I try to remain optimistic and choose to feel happy and healthy and strong and excited about life. I'm here to serve, to help my clients, my students, listeners to realize their dreams and for my community to thrive and prosper. That's what charges me up. That's when I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about more, better, faster. It's not just having or doing more, better, faster, but about being more, being better and getting to that place of being more and better faster. So that's going to be it for this episode of more, better, faster. And I have a couple of requests to make of you. First, will you drop me a quick note and tell me what you thought of this episode? Just put a comment in the post on the on the webpage at morebetterfaster.media. Uh, this is episode number 58. Uh, or on the Facebook page or the show. Or message me on Instagram. It's at Gordon Firemark. Uh, Twitter is at G Firemark. Facebook is G Firemark. And let me know what you thought of the episode. And if you enjoyed the episode or think it'll be valuable for someone else, please spread the word. Tell your friends. Share on social media. Like, follow, or whatever. And That will help broaden the reach of the show 
and help to uh, get the message out to more people. That's it. I'll see you again very soon. Thanks for listening to more Better Faster. Faster.